Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We'll also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Bowden, and today we've got a very timely and important episode lined up. As we approach the end of the year, many medical professionals are always looking for ways to optimize their tax situation, and that's what we're diving into today. With just two months left before the year end, we'll discuss some tax considerations for medical professionals. From very simple steps to the more complex strategies, we're going to cover it all. Before we get started, though, I want to remind our listeners that while we strive to provide useful information, it's always a good idea to consult your tax professional or financial advisor to tailor these situations and strategies to your unique circumstances. With that said, let's jump right in. We're going to begin with some easy moves that medical professionals can consider before the year ends, all with the aim of reducing that tax liability. So the first simple move is to maximize your retirement contributions. If you haven't already maxed out your 401k, 403b, or other retirement accounts, consider contributing the maximum amount allowed before the end of the year. This will reduce your taxable income for 2023. And as a reminder, 2023, the 401k and 403b personal contribution limit is $22,500 for employees. Or if you're age 50 and older, you can contribute up to $30,000. So make sure you're hitting those maxes and that'll help reduce your taxable income for this year. Secondly, let's look at HSA or FSA. It's another straightforward step to review that health savings account or your flexible spending account contributions. The one that we really love is the HSA, which offers a triple tax advantage with contributions being tax deductible. They'll grow tax-free in specified accounts and then can be withdrawn tax-free for qualified medical expenses uh, with a max this year for self-coverage of 3850 or for family coverage, 7750 And if you have an FSA, make sure you use those funds before the end of the year or know the date that you can use them by. Sometimes that's in March because uh, they typically already use it or lose it fund. Another option is education savings plans. They allow for tax-free growth of investments and tax-free withdrawals when used for qualified educational expenses, making them a very valuable tool for funding education and reducing your overall tax liability. Now, high net worth individuals can also leverage 529 plans for gift or estate tax uh, planning and make some substantial tax efficient gifts to beneficiaries while decreasing the size of their taxable estates. It's a little bit of a more long play, uh, but with some of the changes in uh, 529 plan rules to allow those contributions to then be rolled over to a Roth at a future date uh, for the beneficiary. 
can certainly have a nice impact on your taxes today. And with that tax-free growth, uh, be able to use them even more efficiently in the future. So we have a, a number of high net worth clients that have uh, a bunch of different savings and investment options, but incorporating that 529 plan can be a really tax efficient way uh, to support educational goals and manage your wealth. The last simple step that we're going to go over is charitable contributions. So finally, don't forget about those. If you have made them, uh, make sure that you're generally keeping them with about, uh, you'll get a, about 50% of adjusted gross income. While if you're using a cash donation, it might be about uh, 60%. Or if you're using appreciated non-cash assets like a stock, um, then you only get about a 30% um, reduction for those as long as you've held them for more than a year. So make sure to make those before December 31st so that you can take advantage of any potential deductions there. The nice thing about charitable contributions, it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, you're supporting a good cause, reducing your taxable income. And remember, if you don't know exactly how you want to donate those funds, you can always use uh, a donor advised fund or some other estate planning trusts to be able to have those uh, valuable charitable contributions for future tax years. So let's move on to a few more complex strategies for medical professionals uh, who might be looking to, to take on bigger tax savings this year. So one of the strategies you can put in place, although it is getting a little later in the year to try to do this, uh, is setting up a defined benefit plan. So the, the intermediate strategy here is that when you set up a defined benefit plan, you can significantly boost the retirement savings uh, and your taxable income particularly beneficial for high-earning uh, professionals, uh, where a DB plan um, can really help business owners aggressively save for retirement. Super high contribution limits. Um, most financial advisors can help you customize a, a funding proposal that generally will allow up to 100% tax deductible, uh, as long as it's within the IRS limits. For 2023, that's up to $265,000. It may help uh, also with employee retention. So a number of things that a defined benefit plan can do for your tax situation, as well as uh, for you small business owners out there to really help boost retirement savings and even help your business out. Second, a little bit more intermediate is uh, tax loss harvesting. So this particular strategy involves selling investments that have experienced some losses to offset gains elsewhere in your portfolio. So this can really help you reduce your tax liability on investment gains and then use those proceeds to reinvest either into other securities or other investment choices that really may meet your investment and diversification needs potentially better. Remember, if losses are larger than the gains uh, that you have remaining, you can use those to offset up to $3,000 of ordinary taxable income for couples. It's not a significant amount, but anything beyond that can be carried over for future tax years. Also talk a little bit about the HRA. So not one of my favorite uh, situations, but using HRA can also help to reimburse yourself for medical expenses um, tax-free. Those limitations are a little bit lower for most people. Uh, $1,950 in new contribution dollars going into that in 2023. However, part of why this gets into the intermediate uh, bracket for me is because there were some changes to the rules for 2023. Uh, especially for small business owners. So be sure to check out your uh, benefits package. But for qualified small health employer reimbursement arrangement, known as a QSEHRA, 
uh, or a small business, HRA is the easier way. You can actually have larger contribution limits uh, depending upon your business and, and how they use this. So this can help you also obviously avoid some taxable income for healthcare costs, something we certainly are, are looking for for a lot of our business owner clients all the time. And finally, let's dive into the most advanced and some sophisticated strategies um, for those of you who are looking for their tax planning on the highest level. Uh, this is a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, don't see as many of these as I used to, but captive insurance companies. So if you consider a captive insurance company, it's a little bit more of a complex strategy that involves creating your own insurance company, basically to protect against various risks, sometimes that you can't necessarily buy insurance for. Uh, including some types of professional liability. So the premiums that you pay in that captive insurance company can be tax deductible for you. So it can be uh, certainly helpful. So let's talk about uh, kind of simplifying that captive insurance company in the most simple form. Um, let's imagine that you have a treasure chest. It's where you keep your money to protect it from things like accidents or problems. Uh, what a captive insurance company does is really like having a special treasure chest just for your money. So instead of giving your money to a regular insurance company, you create your own, uh, hopefully more protected version. And the good thing is that you have a lot of control over what that is, obviously within in some federal guidelines um, and how you make that special treasure, treasure chest. But you can get it to pay for problems or accidents that happen to you or, or your business or your things. And you also get those tax benefits, which means you're going to pay less in the taxes uh, from a benefit. Tricky part is that it can be somewhat expensive to set up and managing this special treasure chest. Uh, you need to know a lot of different rules. Uh, there's some tax benefits that you may or may not have available. So it, it's really nice. It can be a little complicated, but it certainly is something that if you want to enlist a team that works on those quite a bit, uh, captive insurance company may be good, especially for small business owners uh, on that next level tax preparation. There's also a number of uh, advanced estate or trust planning moves that you can make. Uh, they can be some examples like a family limited partnerships. There are charitable remainder trusts, um, intentionally defective grantor trusts, qualified personal residence trusts, spousal lifetime access trusts, and a number of different options within the estate planning and trust planning that can really help you transfer your wealth more efficiently and at the same time reduce estate tax liability. So, you know, lastly, you, you kind of want to explore uh, those with your attorney and financial advisor because there's a number of different ways that they work. You want to make sure that you're picking the right one, but certainly enlist um, some professionals to be able to help you with those tax uh, planning strategies. And finally, for ultra high net worth clients, uh, really exploring some international tax planning strategies is an interesting concept. Uh, we've helped some clients with uh, offshore accounts or residency planning, really taking advantage of some of the international tax treaties. Uh, and these types of strategies get super advanced, but they really can help uh, the ultra high net worth optimize their financial situation, protect that wealth, and minimize their global tax obligations. And so, you know, it's certainly crucial to note that international tax planning has some really strict adherence. Uh, to both local and international tax laws and regulations. And the compliance can be complex. Uh, so making sure that you avoid any legal issues and penalties. Um, so you, you need a really good team 
of experienced tax professionals, tax attorneys, accountants, uh, and financial advisors to be able to, to implement international tax strategies. But for the right type of clientele, those ultra high net worth uh, families, this international tax planning can really benefit them greatly. So as we close up, uh, there's a, a number of different tax strategies and year-end tax considerations for medical professionals. And so whether you're looking for some really easy moves to do or you want to explore those more complex strategies, there's a number of different options. We just kind of brush the surface to be able to help you reduce your taxes today and in the future. And as always, consult a qualified tax professional or financial advisor to ensure that these strategies align with your specific financial situation. Thanks for tuning in to the Physician's Financial Checkup. And if you found this helpful, please share it with your colleagues. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Physician Financial Checkup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentboden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs.